The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, you're very welcome back to The Last Word here on Today FM. Danny McConnell of the Irish Examiner sitting in for Matt Cooper. We're now joined by Tony Cascarino and Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer with The Independent, to discuss the weekend's Premier League action and Liverpool's win of the FA Cup. Tony, if I could start with you. Um, I'm sure uh, an extra time game plus a, an intense penalty shoot is probably the last thing a Liverpool team that's still chasing down silverware elsewhere is what they need. It's the last thing they probably needed, is it? Um, well, look. What's happened over the course of this season, these two teams have met four times, nothing to separate them. Very similar game, Groundhog Day of the League Cup final in England, um, went to penalties and likewise. I, to be honest, I can't believe, Danny, that you know over two matches, the amount of chances these two teams have had to beat each other has been extraordinary. You know, Both teams have wonderful occasions to get goals. And look, they were both good games. Um, certainly the one in the League Cup final was a classic. Um, and I think Klopp getting over the line and winning in a penalty sure he'd be delighted in other uh, trophies on the cabinet absolutely keep this momentum going they will have I think a weakened team put when they play Southampton tomorrow night I just don't see them going with a first 11 and obviously carrying certain injuries as well who probably won't be available like Van Dijk maybe Mo Salah maybe Andy Robertson but look all you can do is play the game and win the game that you've needed to to get another trophy in the cabinet. And Liverpool have now got two. So, hey, it's, it's been a brilliant season for Liverpool and it's not finished yet. No, it's not. And Miguel, unfortunately from a Chelsea perspective, they've become the first team in history of the FA Cup to lose the final in three consecutive years. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the first to... Um, well, sorry... Sheffield Wednesday lost both domestic finals in 1993, although they didn't go to distance in both of them, to, to lose both of them on penalties. And that, we, were, we were talking to Tuchel after the game, which he was kind of expressing his frustration with this, because, I mean, Liverpool could well do a quadruple yet, and we'll see what happens tomorrow at the weekend. So, so we would be talking about one of the greatest sides ever. And yet, this, despite that and the evident gap between them and Chelsea in the table, it all added up to actually four draws between Chelsea and Liverpool this season. A 1-1 a and a 2-2 in the league, and then 2 nil alls over four hours of football. Well, four hours of quite absorbing football, I think, until Saturday's extra time uh, bet- between Chelsea and Liverpool in the Cup. But uh, so, on any given day, there's not, not that much of a gap between the sides. But over the course of a season, there's obviously a long one. And, and I suppose some of that comes down to the fact, that as, as Tony alluded to there, Liverpool will probably play a week inside against Southampton on, or tomorrow, but it will still be pretty strong. I mean, even look at Simicast, who's been kind of one of their revelations this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robertson would be a loss if he's out, but Simicast has actually stepped up and kind of replaced him in a way they didn't really have a player for that or an alternative to Robertson in recent seasons. Tony, Man City could only manage a draw against West Ham and coming back from 2-0 two, two down, and obviously Mara's missed a penalty. I mean, how significant is the fact that they didn't win? Does that open the door for Liverpool at all? Well, I think the manner of the performance, because defensively, Obviously, no Diaz, Stones, Walker. And I think he was a big loss for City uh, yesterday against West Ham. They paid a price. They didn't defend well. Fernandinho as a centre-half, got caught a couple of times. What West Ham did really well was the ball in behind with instant passing. And they did that brilliantly throughout the game. Um, look, they've come from 2-0 down and got back to 2-2 and had a penalty to win it. So, it, for Guardiola, I think he would probably feel that, look, we've changed a lot from half-time to full-time, and we could have snatched it in the end. They didn't play well. I think the, bit, the, the biggest concern for City fans, 
I thought in the first 45 minutes they were as poor as they have been all season. And that's an easy answer because they were 2-0 down. But they could have easily conceivably gone uh, three behind. Uh, you know, and, and they add to that. One probably, you know, West Ham scored an own goal to get them back in the game. Hmm. So, you know, I think it's a point gained. And look, if you had to sign a contract at the start of the season to say, look, we win the league, we beat Aston Villa at home in the final game at the Etihad, you'd have signed all day. Yeah, and Miguel, from what well, just picking up on what Tony was saying there, like I mean, Jack Grealish obviously coming in for a hundred million has been bit, something of a bit player for Man City. He's only kind of been in around the fringes, but he picked a good time to score an important goal. Well, that's it, exactly. Yeah, it certainly set them on the path back to that two all yesterday. Uh, although I suppose it was it was a good goal from the get, but it didn't kind of fully rescue the game in that sense. And just picking up on what Tony said, I mean, I think that's the really interesting thing about this week, I, I do agree in the sense that it was ultimately a point gained. City still have the advantage uh, and they, they would take that um, going into the final. Oh, you would think they would take it because even Pep Guardiola's answer on it was uh, a little bit curious in which he kind of evaded discussion of it. And, and, and this is just my one doubt about City maybe going into this final week in that, first of all, they've got a whole week to prepare while Liverpool, Liverpool play on Tuesday. If we will play on Tuesday, then just like the FA Cup win on Saturday, it kind of changes the psychology of it all. And this, like on on top of what happened in the Champions League, it does feel like good as Villa are and as as much emphasis as there'll be on Steven Gerrard and that history on Sunday. There's a sense that City aren't really playing Villa on Sunday; they're playing themselves. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things about this week. And especially you know just as you've touched on there with kind of the debate about players like Jack Grealish about whether the season will be a success or a failure because they're just winning the league and yet the league is now what they need to rescue it. I, I think psychologically it's going to be very interesting if Liverpool win on Tuesday, which, of course, we expect them to. It certainly would be. And, and certainly speaking as a Man City fan, I mean, I, I think since they went out of the Champions League, they've looked not anywhere near as convincing. I know they had that big win against, um, I think it was Newcastle, they beat them 5-0. But like, I, I still think they're, they seem to be conceding a lot more goals than they used to be. And I think there's a doubt about their defence. Tony, well, do you want to pick that up? Sorry. Well, I, I think, you, you know, their defence has been weakened, but you've lost big players. You know, if you lose Carl Walker, well, Cancelar is a great player, but he's not as good defensively, and Walker always covers a lot of the defensive deficiencies of City. Um, Diaz, likewise, he's been City's best defender for probably the best part of, what, two and a half, three years now. Mm. So they are big losses. And, you, you know, you talked about performances. And, you know, they were tremendous last week against Wolves. You know, they ripped Wolves to pieces. Now, Yeah, but that's Wolves, though, Tony. Like, I mean, that's, City, that's, that's not like, you know, you'd expect them to do that to Wolves. Whereas I think against tougher teams, they, they've struggled, in my view. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say Wolves are a poorer side than Villa. You know, Villa are... Uh, Aside that are below them in the table and been mid-table nearly all season, mm. I I I think a lot of people look in the glass half empty with uh, with Manchester City. They still have accumulated a lot of points and won a lot of games. Liverpool played catch up and managed to get very close to them, but this City side is full of quality, and I don't imagine imagine you know uh, that they will be anything but at their absolute peak best at this weekend because. They're capable of just doing what we know. And, you know, Miguel is right in some sense. It's intriguing if Liverpool win this game and the onus is on City. Um, but they've, they've been there before, some of these players. They're proven winners. So mm. I don't feel it's the same as if they've never won anything before. Now, we're looking towards the top four now. Arsenal playing Newcastle tonight at 8pm. Miguel, 
who's going to make that top four slot? Will it be Arsenal? Will it be Tottenham? Um, <laughs> I mean, we're speaking about momentum and psychology there. It feels like it's with Spurs at the moment. I mean, to, to be fair, this game for Arsenal will tell so much. Uh, but they, they're left... I mean, Arsenal, they look fragile at the moment. I think their run, even though there's clear progress under Arteta, their run has been built on some... I don't want to say shaky foundation, but foundations that aren't kind of fully constructed yet, which, which has meant they've, got, they've had some poor results. Tonight's an awkward fixture. Then even if they get through tonight, there's likely a game against Everton on Sunday where Everton are fighting for survival. Mm. Um, whereas Spurs seem... I mean, actually, to be fair, Spurs were quite fortunate yesterday against Burnley. Didn't think they played particularly well, especially after what happened on, on Thursday against Arsenal. But it does feel like they have that kind of impetus now, just about getting the job done. And, I mean, again, I could change this after tonight, but right now it feels like it's going to be Spurs. Tony, very quickly on that, who do you think, will it be Spurs or Arsenal in the top four? And, and this, my second question to you is, what are Everton doing? Are they trying to simply orchestrate themselves into a relegation zone or a relegation place? Well, first on the Arsenal-Spurs one, I, I think Arsenal will do well to get a draw tonight. Last game of the season at St James's Park, Eddie Howe's team have completely turned around their performances, uh, certainly since January. Um, I think it's a big one, and, and there's a number of losses out for Arsenal, which adds, you know, compounds to their problems. And it's not only the long term of like people like Thomas Partey, but two centre halves look like being out for this one. So it's going to be a big evening. And like Miguel said, we're going to know a lot more about Arsenal and how you can trust them going into these final two games. Um, on Everton, I I actually see Everton as a longer term problem. I I think they'll obviously I think they'll survive this year. But I see them having a very difficult season next season as well. I think they lack quality in so many positions. Although they might survive this year, I still think next year they'll be around where they are. They're going to be 15th, 16th at best for me. I see a lot of issues at Everton with the quality of their personnel at the club. Miguel, last word to you on Everton. Will they survive or will they go down? Yes, I think they will survive uh, because it just feels like Burnley have petered out. But (laughs) with those three teams right now, wouldn't put much money on any of them. No, because their their form has been atrocious, really, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Well, and it feels like they all go through little waves where suddenly one of them looks okay. As was the case with Everton, I feel like it felt like they turned around. Then they go and have a defeat like that yesterday, and that's pretty pretty much been the story of the relegation battle. Same same with Leeds. They looked finished about a week ago. Mm. Then suddenly get that kind of goal out of nowhere that should give. Them, I mean, and that's what it comes down to, I suppose. As, as Tony, I suppose, will not will know. Certainly does. Well, listen, it's fascinating stuff. And obviously, as a Man City fan, I'm hoping they can do the business and and take at least one trophy this year. But Tony Cascarino and Miguel Delaney, thank you both very much for joining us here on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.